CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They make it really easy to get great tasting Mexican food. You can stop by any one of their three convenient locations, Capitol Hill, U District, Wallingford, or you can order through Uber Eats, Caviar, or Chow Now. You can also text RBT to the number 474747 and you'll get deals on tacos, burritos, and more. All of the information is in the show notes. All right, and we'll be live in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to the show. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher. You can listen on my website. Subscribe to the RSS feed on the website. Uh, Follow me on social, Facebook, Instagram. I have a donate button on my website. We were talking about this a second ago. More people should click on that donate button. That that's cool. <laughs> have you clicked on it yet? No, I haven't. Wow. But I definitely <clears throat> should do that. Well, not just click on it, but follow the process. Actually, like donate, right? Yeah, actually donate. A dollar. You, you won't judge how much you know, I, I donate. I would be you. Everyone who donates will get a, a a personal thank you. A personal thank you. Yeah. What's a personal thank you? I'll just send you an email. Say thank you for your fifty cents. Uh, thank you for your one dollar. <laughs> I need I need a handwritten thank you. You know what? For uh, for donations over fifty bucks, I'll do hand, hand written, handwritten in my new fountain pen. Over fifty? Okay. Here, let me show you. I bought a fountain pen a couple weeks ago. Like super fancy. That is dope, right there. I haven't seen those in ever actually uh yeah donations over 50 bucks i will write a handwritten note with my new fountain pen (laughs) (laughs) because i need one more piece of equipment to make this setup way more convenient because these uh this uh headphone splitter sometimes it just cuts out and i don't know what's going on why does it cut out because it's cheap Uh, how much it costs like five bucks. Uh, that is the weakest link of my whole setup here. <laughs> Everything's expensive except, except that one part right That's there. Right. And then you know he what? He got this lazy is? right there. <clears throat> well, my wallet got lazy. <laughs> it didn't want to open up anymore. <laughs> but you know what they say about the weakest link? What they say? Well, I don't know. It's just like that's the weakest link. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, it's going good, man. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce you sooner than. Then later. Yeah, because that's what I was waiting for. I was just kind of talking for the, introduction. the whole time. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, do they know who I am? Probably not. A couple of shows ago, I did that, and then we just started talking, and I completely forgot, and I didn't introduce until like so 15 into, minutes. into yourself. That's what it is. You know what? It is. Like, in my normal life, I'm not attention-seeking, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not out there. <clears throat> Any of my social media stuff, I never post... Uh, pictures of myself the only pictures that get posted are the selfies with the wife but not of me like i'm not but put a microphone in front of me and i will not shut up about myself it's just your own little world you know i am in complete control it's all you i am the master of my domain (laughs) look at that i'm still talking about myself i am you are talking about yourself (laughs) i'm like Oh, am I going to be introduced or not? Uh, I'm super okay. happy today. I get to talk with professional athlete Mohamed Cisse. What's up, Mo? What's up, man? Thanks for introducing me. You got the early introduction. 
So professional athlete. You know, I've been lucky on the show. I've spoken to professional um, <clears throat> trainers, professional musicians, now professional athletes, to lawyers and business owners. I've had I'm, I'm building up quite a library, so I'm super grateful that you took some time to come and chat with me. Uh, professional athlete, former Hawk, Seahawk, Mo. Um, you know, let's. I, I'm not sure how big my audience is into sports. Okay. Maybe outside of boxing. Yeah. Because I've had on my friend Trish and Jen uh, on the show a few times, and they own a gym nearby. Um, but like, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, not a whole. You don't want the, the 1990, May 22nd yeah, like, in Alexandria, Virginia? Yeah. You want that? You don't no, want that? No, give me like a <laughs> like a, 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 an overall nice summary. Okay. Well, um... And I'll probably interrupt you along the way. Oh, okay. Well, uh, first, 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 I uh, went to Nebraska University, graduated. Uh, psychology and minor in business. Ooh. That's all. It's important. I'm not just an athlete. Like right. LeBron James said. So psychology because you wanted to be a shrink? Just to be honest, that's the only thing that kept me going to class. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't want to just do a cliche uh, communications or or, um, po- or poli sci. Yeah, all that type of right. type of uh, um, cl- uh, majors. So psychology was always interesting to me, you know, so it kept me coming to class. Yeah. And I actually, like, listened and did well in it. So I'm like, I, I, I'm going to major it, not thinking what I'm going to do with it afterwards. Right. I just wanted to just to be able to, to wake up in the morning, do what I got to do with football, and go to class and enjoy it, you know. And um, so I stuck with it. Then I graduated, early, like, a semester early, and I had to um, take classes to finish out my, my uh, eligibility for a football. Right. So I just minored in business, just throw it out there, make it look kind of cool on my resume. <laughs> I uh my major's in business and a minor in marketing. And it's pretty funny that it helps. It it, it sort of helps at least. Yeah. So you do that. <clears throat> so I did that. Um and what year was this? Are you a young kid? Uh, I could say I am. Uh I graduated 2014. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're young. 2014 and um i was blessed and fortunate to play for the detroit lions that was my first real job uh never had a job in high school never had a job in middle school i wasn't those kids that had jobs i was always in uh summer camps um different type of sporting camps all my life so my first job was the detroit lions that's super cool yeah, I, I say it is cool, but then again, I kind of wish I had that experience. But I say that now. What experience? Working at working, McDonald's? Like getting that, yeah, working. I, my resume yeah. was shitty. Right. <laughs> you know, like I didn't know how to write a resume really or what to put on there. Well, just a picture of a football. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Detroit was my first, you know, real job. And was, was I'm sorry, nice, this is 15? Yeah, no, it was 14. 14? 14. So who was on the team in 14? Oh, Calvin Johnson, you know, Megatron. You got Reggie okay. Bush, uh, Matthew Stafford, um, Darius Slay, uh, Rasheen Mathis, Glover Quinn. Those, okay. those are the guys that I'm sure everybody recognized. What's the difference between <clears throat> being on a, this is probably a stupid question, but what's, how is 
tell me a little bit about the differences between being on a college football team versus NFL team. Uh, that's a good question. Um, in college, we're all like 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah. And conversation in the locker room is all about, you know, what girl you saw around campus, uh, what party we're about to go to after the game this week, uh, after the game. Right. Um, you know, a little gossip here and there, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, the struggle, what we're going to eat, you know, I'm not going to, you know, call out the NCAA because that's another conversation. But, you know, um, <laughs> being a student athlete wasn't the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so conversations like that are different. But when I'm in the pro in the, in the NFL locker room, you got grown men. You right. got guys that are like 30 plus years old with a family and they're taking this game hella serious. Like right. it's their, it's like their life. They're so putting a- food on the table and you have other guys in the locker room that are business savvy, you know, so they're trying to network and trying to, you know, use the NFL with the benefit they have. So conversations like stocks and bonds and investing, and okay, real estating and stuff like that. So that conversation right there is like what we hear more in the locker room. That is super interesting because I was sort of gonna, I was sort of gonna, I was gonna guess that you would have said that some of the conversations are the same, but you're you're basically saying that the of course the adults are more the conversations are more mature. Yeah, definitely mature. There's more on the line exactly. because you, you, you've you reached that level, so you have to keep it. But it's really cool that you're saying that they, a lot of them talk about maximizing their position outside of football. Exactly. <laughs> because was- you hear so many stories, right? I mean, th- th- I think the statistics are that NFL players, as soon as they are done playing, like they're, uh, th- like it doesn't go well. Yeah, and that's but very, that's like the stereotype. True. It's a stereotype too. But then again, it is it is true out there. Um, I have a little glimpse of it. I'm not saying yeah. my career is over with, but I've been um, devastated with injuries sure. for back to back years. It's a name of the game. It is what right. it is. But I got a little taste of it just being a free agent right now. You know, trying to get back into the NFL. Yeah. Um, well, you can. So you got hurt. So you went to Detroit, and how long did you play for Detroit? I was there for a year. Everything was smooth sailing over there. Starter. Uh, I started one game, but I played uh, 18 games. Yeah. So I wasn't like a starter, starter, but I would come in when someone is tired or a, a package coming yeah. in or whatnot because I was a rookie. So I was like 23 years old, um, and I was undrafted. So like that ladder journey is very, very tough. You right. know, I'm not like a, a big superstar coming out, a first-round draft pick. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I'm an undrafted guy. So I had to really – fight to make the team and fight to get, you know, PT. You right. Know? So uh, they gradually put me in to... Wait, what's PT? Playing time. Oh, okay. Yeah. PT. I went to physical therapy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, they don't take care of you? <laughs> nah, PT, like, playing like, time. You have to get out of the ice bath. <laughs> so, uh, Only three minutes in the ice bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those ice baths are crucial. Hey, I so first I'll preface this by saying I know very very little about football. The rules, like I like watching it, and we like having parties and people over. But basically, it's 
just a reason to have people over and have drinks and have eat some food and have fun. But when yeah. it comes to what's going on, it's like, I don't know. There's just a bunch of dudes running at each other. Is that what you think of it? That's, yeah, pretty much. So it's like, why ball, do they blow so, the whistle? So when the ball goes up in the air and someone catches it and run to the other end zone. I got that. Okay. So we're going to. But the, the, the whistle ring, uh, rings. The whistle gets blown so many times. And then you have to wait for them to go and say what it is. And even when they say what it is, I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. Yeah, usually they do. They, they, they do a good job doing a symbol of what they did wrong. Then they would kind of explain it. But then again, you know, the game is like two and a half, three hours. Yeah, you know, that's to, a long time. It's a long time. So they don't got time to really explain it to people like you that don't understand the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's why I have one of my buddies that comes over and I just ask the most ridiculous questions. And he says... Uh, Usually he says something sexist like these girls know more about football than you, to which I have to say, yes, I concur. That is true. (laughs) Let me hear one of your dumb questions you got. You know, I was trying to look for them. So my buddy, he gave me these he gave me these lists of questions like you should ask them and then say, why? Why is this? Oh, I know. Okay, we'll talk about let me ask one. Maybe I'll remember some more. Okay. And or actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to message him right now and tell him to uh, to send it to me. The first one that I remember was. Why at the two minute. uh, What do they call it? Two minute warning. The two minute warning. Why are all penalties equal? Like there should be different levels of penalties what do you mean like, like he gave he gave an example if <clears throat> like what's a uh pretty like offsides like the penalty of you know offsides is equal to uh head-to-head helmet-to-helmet contact well no no really i mean offsides is just a five-yard penalty a helmet-to-helmet you know they been you know being strict with that you know, that's going off sides comparing to going helmet to helmet. I mean, there's like, that's kind of dangerous. <laughs> well, know? but aren't they, so what's the helmet to helmet penalty if you're in the two minute warning? It's all the same throughout the whole game. Oh, so you're saying that those penalties have their set. Yeah, it's set. Like the rules are set. That hopefully he'll, change. hopefully he'll come get back yeah, at me. He might have to come back at because, because I see, I, I don't even remember yeah, what yeah. it was. <laughs> oh. And I think the other one was, why aren't the goalposts taller what? to avoid those, those questionable calls if the ball went through the goalpost or not? <clears throat> <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like that hard to say, okay, the, these questionable calls the ball is, you know, 10 feet uh-huh. above the goalpost. Why don't they just say, okay, we're just going to make these goalposts taller to it's avoid a- that, to avoid that question, unless someone kicks it like 100 feet in the air. Yeah. Hey, that's a good question. I mean, that is. That is. <laughs> it's like you have grids everywhere else, right? That's just going to make the game too. Nah, I don't think that's going to It'll work save out. you time. How many times have you seen uh, refs take five minutes to figure out if a field goal was within the uprights or not? I mean, I've I've seen a couple, but I mean, usually he's a professional kicker. So they're either going to kick the thing that's going to be far left, far right or short. 
you know, and with the high tech, you know, cameras we have these days, like it shouldn't take the referees that long. You're right, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. But hey, if they like do, they, they don't have that that five dollar uh, connector <laughs> that you got over here. They got they they got some expensive stuff. <laughs> they do, and then plus, if it takes longer, they can squeeze in another uh, another Tide commercial. <laughs> exactly, Tide, Papa John's, Bud. Uh, Ford, all that right. type of commercials. So you, <clears throat> so you started with Detroit, and what's your? I mean, that is just super cool. I was on a football. Uh, I was actually I've been on two football fields. Wow, which one? It, it, it better not be high school. No, um, the Dolphins, where the Dolphins play. Okay. And Indy. The the in the in the dome. Yes. Yeah. For for the Colts, mm-hmm. I was on the field, but it was cool. The one when uh, the one in Miami, I was at a work event, okay, and they had an event there. So they it was so funny. There was a bunch of like middle aged guys, fat dudes. I was skinny at the time, so I, and younger, so I wasn't one of those dudes. But they threw out a bunch of balls on the fields, and grown men who maybe played high school ball. Uh-huh. Re a plain catch on a football field was like the it was like the funniest, a little sad and heartwarming thing you've ever seen. You didn't join them. I did. I yeah. I played a little bit. <laughs> I threw the ball a little bit. Uh, but there were like all these, and then of course the stories came out where the dudes were like, "Oh, I played high school ball," and I was like all American, <clears throat> all state, yeah, and everything, and. uh you know, just just watching all of that, it's so funny because when it comes right down to it, you know, men are still children yeah. and want to play. Exactly. And then they started. Uh, then they brought out the little stand where you could kick a field goal. The and, tee. Yeah, all of these guys lined up to see how to see if they could do it. Out of about forty men, only one of them was able to get it. It's not easy now. It's, you know what I did? I think I broke my foot, and the ball didn't even go in the air. Yeah. I don't know how I kicked it, but it just went sh- it just went sh- straight on the ground. See, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a kicker, but I don't think kicking it with your toe is going to help you, you. I don't know. know what I did. Just like like being a soccer <clears throat> player, because I, you know, I just, I'm not a soccer player, but they would use, like, the top of their foot. Yeah, you to, gotta really push your toe, your yeah, foot push down. Your, yeah, and I feel like it's the same way when it comes to kicking the football. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think. I, yeah. My foot was swollen for a few days, I, and I couldn't walk very well. I was limping, and the ball didn't even, not even one foot off of, off the ground. It's just just rolled, rolled straight across. Did you get some PT for that? <laughs> I should have. Not playing time, but actually physical. You know, therapy. actually, I had one. I had some of the Dolphin cheerleaders console me. Oh, okay. they were there. That's nice. I would be like, I hurt, and then they were very, uh, they were very concerned. <laughs> that was so of, funny. Of, of your big toe, right? Oh, okay. <clears throat> hey, that's important. That big toe. It is. It messed up Shaq for a whole year. It sure did. Yeah. That, that that turf toe is not is not a something you want to play with. No, toes are important. Yeah, it is important. All right, so you're playing with Detroit. What's the? Do you remember the first? Well, of course, you have to remember. What was that first game like? Man, it was nerve wracking. Man, um, usually when I'm playing football, it's like I'm. It's like a, a kids game. I'm, I'm playing um, the game I love so much. 
and I've been playing this game since I was eight years old, you know. But making it to the NFL, and I'm a big Madden video game player guy. Are you? So I'm on the field against the Green Bay Packers, and I'm looking across, and I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers, you know, the Yikes. the Aaron Rodgers, the, the, the guy that's that's good. That's like a 90 overall in the Madden yeah. ratings, you know. <laughs> So I'm across from him, then the receiver I'm going up against is Randall Cobb. You know, he's his yeah. go-to guy. So Aaron Rodgers is a smart quarterback. He's he 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 knows everything. Played a game for a very long time. So when he saw when he saw uh, a different number at the time, I was wearing number 39 on on the field, he was like, Oh, we got fresh meat. You know? So he didn't say that, but you can tell by his eyes. Um he's looking at me like, Oh, we got fresh meat right here. So we're gonna just go at him this whole game. Just just see where he's at and see if he's a, a, a good player or not. Right. You know, so it was a home game. I had my family there. I was happy to be on that field. Uh, it was, it was Ford. Ford field is like, a, it's a beautiful stadium. It's yeah. indoor. It's very beautiful. And, um, and just that first snap, you know, the balls hike and I'm just, you know, doing my usual bat pedal, uh, reading my keys, you know, just playing. And um, they tried me the first play, and I got a PBU. So that kind of built, you know, built my confidence because I know I've been going through training camp. Wait, and what's all that. PB? PB and J. No. <laughs> uh, it's basically like a, a pass breakup. So P for pass, B for break, and U for up. Okay. So PBU. I'm saying okay, but I still don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a pass breakup. So. They're the quarterback throwing the ball to the receiver, yeah. and I use my hand to smack the ball from the receiver. Oh, okay. So I stopped him from catching the ball. Okay. So why don't you just say that? I stopped him from catching the ball. I like to say PBU. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking you know this stuff, but I forgot well, who, you know, that your buddy said. But now said, I know. Oh, the women know more about My it. wife does. Yeah, okay. She, she definitely does. Like, I don't. The only thing I know about is um, basketball. As far as rules go, mm-hmm. because I hate them now, mm-hmm. uh, boxing, mm-hmm. and I got a new thing. What? I've been super into F1, Formula One racing, for about a month now. Okay, <clears throat> that's different. And I'm uh, pretty knowledgeable about it now. What What did you do? Watch some YouTube videos or something? <laughs> Almost. On Netflix, they have a like an eight-series show called driver i think where basically they follow around a few formula one teams and they they just make it seem so dramatic and cool and was this like a drunk moment or was this uh no sober (laughs) (laughs) so i started watching it then i started watching the youtube videos and then i i guess they they must have done this on purpose because they released that uh like two weeks before the season started so probably to get people into it because then the season was going to start. So the, I've seen two races and the first one, they, they're all over the world, right? They have the first race was in uh, uh, Australia. Then the second one is somewhere in Eastern Europe, like some old Soviet bloc country. But what sucks now is that the next races are all in the like, way eastern europe so i have to get up like at uh, they they start at five in the morning Mm -hmm. 
here. Okay. <clears throat> like, I don't know if I'm going to. So you're a super fan. You're going to do know. that. Huh? I might. But I, and now I, I, the U.S. Grand Prix okay. is in Texas in November. So I'm looking into flying out to there? going to go see one because that would be super cool. So do you go there and like, what do you do? You wear like a, for football, you wear a, a, your favorite, you know, player's jersey. So when yeah, you're going see, down there, what you okay. going to wear? I'm going to deviate. That's a, you, 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 that you asked is super great question. And ironically enough, something that I've thought about for a lot, like a ton of time mm-hmm. because I'm new into it. So then I'm thinking, okay, who do I follow? Yeah. Right. It's easy. I, I when I you know a month ago, I'm like the easiest thing in the world is just to follow the best teams and the best driver. Yeah. Which right now is the Mercedes and the Ferrari teams, mm-hmm. and the best drivers are this British dude named Lewis Hamilton, this German dude named Sebastian Vettel. Uh, so it's like, do I do that? Do I just go? Like, if you're new to the NBA, would you just follow the? Uh, Golden State just from the get go. Uh, I mean, it's tough with your sport <clears throat> because usually people pick up from the city they're from. Yeah, you know, or someone they look up to, yeah, or something. they say they're oh my dad, you know, was yeah, you know, something like that. So, so like with, I have no ties. You have no ties at all. Yeah. So there's these are the these are were my three options, where I just follow the most popular one. Just jump in a bandwagon. Just jump on the bandwagon. Okay. Number two is follow the only Mexican driver. There's only only, there's 20 drivers. Uh There's 10 teams, 20 drivers. And there's only one Mexican. His name is Sergio Perez. Okay. And and he drives for an Indian team. How does that work? Does that matter? Uh, Well, they're never going to win is the thing. Okay. Because they're they're the, you know, people talk about. NFL, NBA, and they talk about the markets of mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, LA is a, you know, the big market. You know, Charlotte's going to have a tough time competing against LA with, but there are rules in the NBA yeah. of, of how much they can spend. There are none of, there is none of that in F1. So Ferrari and Mercedes can invest $500 million if they want to in a team and there's no cap on it. Whereas if you want a team like the low end to that is like 80 million, there's a couple teams that only have an $80 million budget, but they're never going to win. They're just, they, they don't have the resources to fine tune a car. They don't have the resources to get really good drivers. They don't have uh replacement parts, for example, or to be able to do aerodynamic testing on the car or to just have engineers overall work on it. So <clears throat> the Mexican driver is on a team with a really low budget. So he's just like, he's going to be he's able grinding. to, yeah. Like a hardworking Mexican. Yeah. Like the people who finish the race, there's first, second, third, they podium, but throughout the year, it's kind of like golf where depending on if you're 10th or better, you get points. And then the dude with the most points at the end of the season wins something called the driver's championship. Okay. So the Mexican guy might pick up a few points here and there, mm-hmm. but like he's never going to win. He's never going to win a race, and he's never going to win this championship. Jeez. So you're always, I'm always, I'm going to be cheering for him to be middle of the pack. Yeah. So it's like, do I do that? It's like, I don't know. Do I want to do that? And then my other option was, do I follow the only American team? Because there's only one American team. They're Haas. Mm-hmm. 
the the owner of this team makes hydraulic CNC machines. Okay. And I used to be a machinist when I was younger. Uh-huh. And I've ran some. I used to use the machines that this guy, this company's made. Oh, wow. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. That like, is cool. That's I, really I used cool. to do that. So those were my three things. Bandwagon, Mexican driver, or the only yeah, American, American team. I like the whole American thing. I mean, you can relate, really. I mean, you can relate with the Mexican guy, too. Yeah. But. And with the benefit of following the American team, they're not going to win either. But they're going to be, they fight for third and fourth. Okay. Like being third, fourth, fifth is very realistic for them every mm-hmm. race. Yeah. And they have German drivers. Actually, there's tons of German drivers. I'm I think sure. there's there's actually quite a few German. Uh, so it's like, do I follow them? And then the other one was just follow Red Bull. <laughs> like Red is, I don't think a lot of people know just how big Red Bull is. They're sponsoring everything. Everything. They have two Formula One teams. Uh-huh. They probably spend seven, eight hundred million just on F1 teams because they have two of them. They have the main Red Bull team and they have another one called uh, uh, something Rosso. Toro Rosso, of course, because mm-hmm. Toro is. Yeah bull for it's in, in italian they have two of them and the the red bull team about 10 years ago they were top and then now mercedes and ferrari surpassed them but they they had a success early early on and now they're sort of climbing their way back up and then the other one the toro rosso mm-hmm. they're middle of the pack like they're gonna fight for the seventh eighth and ninth place okay what are we talking about football that's what we were talking about, but you got into your sport, you know, into what you love, into what you're a groupie for. Are you interested now at all in F1? Um, no, not your thing. You wouldn't no. fit in a car. I'm just too long and tall. I I hate driving. Yeah. I uh, going fast is cool and all, but I mean, that's just not my thing. Yeah, I wouldn't fit in a car either. <laughs> but for the other reason. Like those fast cars, there's just so little, you know, it have to be because they can be fast. Oh, yeah. So I just can't get jiggy with that, you know. Well, you might, um, you could probably fit into like a Ferrari 458. They're not like a tour, a grand touring car. Yeah. But not, not a, um, like a Zonda or a Bugatti. No, you'll probably fit in a Bugatti, too. Bugatti is spacious. Yeah, they're pretty big. Yeah, they're very spacious. Uh, the, yeah, because they're heavy and they're big. Exactly. <clears throat> well, anyway. Okay, so you're there. First game, Aaron Rodgers tests you. He tests me. Um, got my PBU. And that's when I just felt like like I belong here. Yeah. You know, I really, even though I went through practice, training camp with my team, all that, made the team, I still needed something to, like, validate like yo like sure. i'm an nfl right player because at that point you're unproven unproven yeah. yeah so that one play right there just gave me the juice the confidence i'm like wow i just get a a, a pass breakup on aaron Rodgers. you so know who's so who's the guy who was covering you or I, who's I, the I guy was you were covering, covering randall cobb Rand, did he did he say hey rookie no he didn't say it, it wasn't like a it was no communication really you know okay. a new guy because i came in in the second quarter, 
uh, one of our guys got hurt, um, unfortunately. So they had to, you know, you know, tag me to come in. So yeah. I came in middle second quarter. It's like two minutes left before, you know, by over halftime. So I'm just kind of like fresh legs, you know, coming yeah. in there all, you know, jittery and happy and all and whatnot. And just, uh, you know, were you nervous that you were going to like trip running on the, <laughs> out, on the field? Uh, no, nah, it wasn't that. It was more like, <laughs> like, yo, like I'm here, you know, like lights, camera, action, let's go. And I wasn't worried about messing up at all. It was just, I just wanted to, you know, not have my first play be a career ender. Yeah. And like way they just went deep on me, caught the pass, t- scored a touchdown at our home game. Yeah. And that would be the first taste of the fans seeing, you know, Muhammad Cisse as a yeah. player. So that's not what I wanted, you know, but it wasn't in the back of my, it was in my back of my mind, but it wasn't like the first thing I'm thinking about. I'm in right. the game right now. They're about to say a hike. Aaron Rodgers is looking at me. Ronald Cobb's right in front of me. I'm in the slot and I got to make a move, you know? So I made my move. Felt the confidence, got the juice, the swagger, everything. I'm like, yo, I really do belong here. Was um, there any slow motion going on in your head? The whole thing was slow. Was it? The whole, like, it was so slow to me. Like, I'm like, the ball's hike. I'm taking one, two, three step. I broke. It was a quick release, a slant in the inside. And I just driving the ball. I saw the ball. And I'm just like all smiles and happy. And I'm like, okay, here I go. What am I going to do? And... He had the ball in his hands, and I punched it out, and it was incomplete. And I was like, yo, I just did this. Nice. So now I was like, <clears throat> all right, I you know, I, I, I had a little cotton mouth, you know, because I was kind of nervous and just everything just dry around me. And guys are talking to me, like, all right, nice play, nice play, nice play. Uh, the play came in. So I had to, like, you know, think, like, okay, we got quarters, so I got to make sure I do my job. Yeah. Make sure I read my keys and continue playing. That very nice play. I had to go up against uh, Jordy Nelson, and they tried me again, and I got a pass interference penalty, which I felt like it was a bullshit call, but it is what it is. Yeah. So I was one for one. Coaches yelling at me, telling me, like, just keep your hands off him, keep your hands off of him. So I'm like, okay, well, I got a penalty on me. So everyone's looking at me, I'm sure, on and, and, uh, back at home. Because when you get a penalty in, in, in a game, like they kind of they call you out. Number 39, holding, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So that's like the camera finds you. Well, there's too many of those. Yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of cameras out there. So, yeah, that's my second play. To my third play, I made a, a tackle for loss, and it was fourth down and got him off the um, off the field. Our offense came back in and scored a touchdown. So you were the you were the center for the last three plays. Yeah, I was picked on those last three plays because it was a fresh, fresh guy cool. coming in and they felt like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And so. what did, uh, so you were a rook. You had those three plays. Offense takes over. Who comes and talks to you first? Well, the um, the defensive coordinator, he. Um, he's kind of like your boss, right? Basically, yeah. yeah. He's the one that, he's the one up in the booth calling the plays, signaling right. and whatnot. <clears throat> so he had me, I don't know if you've seen the sidelines. Do we have in our headphones or yeah. be on the phone? We're talking to people upstairs. Wait, does every headphone, does every helmet have headphones? No, just like you're basically a designated captain. So for some defenses, it will have, well, actually all defenses have the middle linebacker. He would have the um the head the headphones uh, okay. in his, his um. So you went to the bat phone. So I went to, on the sideline, the phone upstairs. Yeah. And my defensive coordinator was just telling me 
uh, what I did wrong with the past interference call. Yeah. But congratulated me and said, congratulations. Welcome to the NFL. Very cool. And let's keep it going. And I survived that game. And um, throughout the whole season, I was coming in different packages. I was playing all special teams. Got 18 games under my belt. Went to the playoffs for the first, uh, not for the first time, but uh, their first year with Jim Caldwell, the new head coach. Yeah. Um, he was there. And we got went to the playoffs and played the Dallas Cowboys at Jerry's World. Got cheated that game, but um, we lost our first playoff game. And that was my first rookie season yeah. playing 18 games. Not many rookies can say they went to the playoffs and or played that much games. Right. So everything was promising from there. You know, uh, got 18 games, got a nice little fat check for my first job. Um, off season came and I'm just living life. I'm going on vacation. Uh, I'm traveling. I'm just taking my mind off of football, uh, taking care of my family and whatnot, you know, and just trying to just, you know, live life. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really, you know, get a chance to travel and do things when I was before. A, uh, yeah, before I was like, like a yeah. little kid. I was in camps and summer. So you played eight, you played the 18 games. How tired were you at the end? I mean, is that I, why you decided to be like, take a break? Um, it's, yeah, it's mentally and physically just tiring. You know, it's just how many so times much do you practice during, oh, you practice. during the season? How much do you practice? Oh, uh, well, usually you'll have Tuesdays, the whole league, everybody's off on Tuesdays. Um, that's when, you know, like I said, it's a professional league. People got families and other yeah. things they got to do. So Tuesdays are off days. We practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, travel if it's no way game Saturday. now is all, are those practice days on the field days or like uh classroom both, day both, both we start off in the morning with our um either be a lift then we'll do our team meeting our special team meeting position meetings film all that sort of stuff we're yeah. in there for like forever and so it's the same complex it's the same complex we don't go nowhere we just go upstairs downstairs upstairs downstairs and that's basically it so we're at our own little headquarter office just practicing and getting right that's cool yeah it's really it's so cool. like even the in the parking lot what were the i'll take this back to cars what were the cool cars in the parking lot man <laughs> uh i saw some nice i wasn't to be honest i wasn't really paying attention really when i was in detroit yeah but when i was in seattle i kind of started paying attention to it because it was kind of like secure like we had to like it's like a code to get in the gates open, then you're gonna see, and you see a bunch of like, yeah, nice cars. Um, also, you can't even see the parking lot from the street. You no, have to no, drive no, in no, a bit. No. Yeah, you gotta drive in a bit. So I was in Seattle. Yeah, I saw some, you know, nice custom made cars. Um, I've I've seen Bugattis. I've seen a Phantom. I've seen um, Lambos. I've seen that's you know, cool. I've seen a bunch of stuff. You know. So. So what do you think about uh? Do you, I mean, do you still watch football every Sunday? Yeah, I'm a diehard football fan. Yeah. You know, even when I'm done playing, I I just love that game. It's a passion. It's it's just more the game to me. It, it was a life lesson that, it like, the game taught me a lot right. outside of, uh, of, you know, football. So I love the game. Like, I just eat, sleep, dream about that thing. Do you have NBA, NBA, do you have the NFL pass? What teams do you have? Uh, what teams would you watch? Do you watch uh, religiously? Religiously, uh, the Washington Redskins. That's because um, I was born and raised in um, Virginia. 
And yeah. I was basically like the home team. Um, so I always followed them. And what happened to Robert Griffith? RG3? Yeah. Well, you had a promising career at um, Washington. Then injuries okay. happened. Then you got hurt. <laughs> new coaching coming in and a bunch of off the field bickering and talking, stuff like that with the front office and him. And it just didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. But he's at a he's a good he's at a good place now. He's with the Baltimore Ravens. So he's still on the East Coast and still playing football. As quarterback. Is he a starting quarterback? No, he's or, not starting. Or the backup. He's a backup quarterback. Okay. Yeah. With you know, I had this conversation with uh, a friend last week when Russell got his contract extension. Yes, sir. Russ, Russ. I was, I think that that hurts the team. A lot of people say that, but I mean, you got to think about it. Like these guys are trying to, you know, take care of their kids and their kids, kids. We're playing a, a sport where, you know, people have died from, you know, I don't want to take it to that extent, but, you know, the league is having issues with, you know, guaranteed contracts and stuff right. like that. You have the NBA that has guaranteed contracts. You have baseball players making half a billion, you know, stuff like that. And football is a very popular sport. Like, they yeah. have all the money in the world. It's actually the most popular sport, Exactly. I think. So why I not? think it surpassed baseball a while ago. Yeah. It's their, I mean, baseball got that old money, though. They've been playing since oh, yeah, that's true. the 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 ad times and stuff like that so um yeah it's just it's just the, the whole thing being stingy i don't really want to get into all that it's just that's how the nfl is i'm trying to get back to the nfl so i'm not trying to say what <laughs> say what i gotta say <laughs> you know no you would just say i love the nfl yeah i love the nfl I you just, can reach please, me at mohammed you say please sign at me mohammed.com <laughs> no I, I was talking to the the, the conversation was of course, the conversation said, "Oh, if they didn't pay him, then the Giants would have paid him." If they didn't pay him, he's going to be gone. <clears throat> yeah, he's I mean, be he's gone. the best player on the team. But then, at the same you time, gotta make him happy. At the same time, you're going to have a great quarterback. Yeah. But then, what I do know about football is that he does get uh, he does get contact a lot. He gets. He gets sacked a whole lot. True. So it's like you, I mean, yeah, you had to pay him, but at the same time, then make sure you pay those people that are going to protect him so that he can actually do his job. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, and that's what I don't think the team's going to do. True. I mean, they have the way they do things. Pete Carroll and uh, John Schneider, they're a great front office. I got nothing for respect for them. Yeah. They got a Super Bowl ring, so they know what they're doing, you know? So if they feel they need it, they have to pay – Russell, you know, demands and make him the highest paid player in the NFL, then so be it. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Make him happy. You know, that's probably going to even motivate him and, and make him feel wanted, you know, and secured and good. So I think Russell is going to pick it up a notch and he's going to do some damage. Well, hopefully this is the and actually, I don't even know a whole lot about NFL and contracts and and, and money. Um, but I do follow NBA, mm-hmm. like NBA players, <clears throat> and I'm a, I'm I, I probably hate LeBron James more than what? anything on the earth. Why? Because he's Le- so good. He's if the king. LeBron got kidnapped by ISIS, oh god, I would be okay with that. Oh man, he's a king. He ain't going nowhere. 
<laughs> he ruined my Lakers. I love the Lakers. It's only year one. He got yeah. three more years up in his contract. What you want him to do? He should just call it good. Heck Had no. the worst season ever. Had some of the worst performances ever. Didn't even make the playoffs. Got, what, what were they? 30-something? I, mean, I felt like everyone think that the Lakers are going to win a damn championship because LeBron. Not with LeBron. There. No, it takes time. And he needs to, first of all, it's the king. So He's too old. The king, no, he's not old. This man, he meant spends a million dollars every offseason to take care of his body. He's a machine. He's still old. <laughs> but, I mean, the Lakers are going to do fine. I'm not a Lakers fan. It doesn't. I don't really care for them. But yeah. LeBron is the king of the NBA. He gets his way. So, you know, they have to change some things at that organization and just let LeBron be what LeBron does. What he did in Cleveland is when he picked the players he wanted and basically picked the he basically he was a coach, he was the general manager and he was the owner, he's everything. So let him do that and he'll give you a ring by his contract over with. Yeah. No, well, uh, yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to believe in the king. Yes. I, I'm a Kobe fan. Okay. Uh so you were kind of So I was following the Lakers you know, even after Kobe left, and then when when I read the when I read the article that LeBron went to LA, I was like, I'll never watch another Laker game again. You should be happy. <clears throat> you got the king. They're gonna he's gonna bring the Lakers back to a promising, like. No, he prom- won't. You know, the next Lake- year they're not gonna make the playoffs either. It depends if they bring a mega superstar to the team. They need a mega superstar. They need. Two more. I say one more. They need mm. one more mega superstar. Which I don't even know who that is. Kevin Durant. Would he jump ship? Kevin Durant's gone. He's not staying in. What's his what when is his contract up? He's done after this season. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. No, I don't think those uh LeBron and Kevin Durant cannot coexist. I think they'll be amazing someday. that's not uh that's not lebron style lebron needs a superstar LeBron went to miami yeah. he went to Dwayne wade's team yeah and that worked out the three well, trio well because Dwayne wade uh agreed to a lesser role and to handle the ball more and chris bosh i mean he's he wasn't it, it was option number three <laughs> To do, I mean, yeah, there were three of them were good, but I'm that's, just saying that's three mega stars in one team. They made it work. No, Chris Bosh is not a mega superstar. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry, not mega. Dwayne was. Dwayne Wade. Okay, they had two mega superstars and a superstar. Yeah, like two. So the LA Lakers 2. need two mega superstars, the same formula like the Miami Heat, and they're gonna be fine. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna do it because if they were gonna do it, Magic would have wanted to have been the orchestrator of that. No, and Magic, Magic, Magic has to adios. go. Because LeBron James, he's the king. He's the owner. He's the general manager. He's the coach, and he's the player. Like Magic was in the way. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't see it. I mean, he. Uh, yeah, it was cool that he won in, in um. In Miami, but it, it was built right. It was custom built two year team because it fell apart. Yeah, and when he won back in Cleveland, it wasn't really Cleveland won. It was that. The it was that Golden State just completely took a dump. Okay, because of the Cavaliers. No, a three-one series. Yeah, exactly. And you telling me you had 
you had three chances to win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They beat themselves. I don't think Cleveland beat them. I don't know about that. It's probably one of the greatest comebacks in NBA's history. Yeah, it was. And that's on King James' resume. <clears throat> it was. Along with being carried off the court and, uh, for having cramps. <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you see this? No, I refresh like, your memory. Two or three seasons ago. I don't know if he got fouled and he was on the floor, but just see LeBron James should have been a soccer player because the amount of flopping and grimacing and agony on his face uh, with the slightest bit of contact. So something happened and then he didn't get up. So the dudes had to come and carry him. And then what it was was cramps. He had like a cramp in his leg or something. And he those literally cramps hurt, man. You, you ever got a cramp? Were you laying in bed one day and you had a cramp in your foot? I bet. And- but he spends a million dollars to keep his body in top shape. Eat a banana, dude. <laughs> Your banana, huh? <laughs> hey, those cramps right there, no joke now, man. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, come on. You, if you, when you're on a, when you're on a team uh-huh. and you're like, I got to I gotta step out because I have a cramp. See how much ball busting you're going to get. <laughs> no, you're right. I hope he got big time ball busting for Carrie for throw tampon no no he's the king the king can do whatever he wants there's not many people he's just a big complainer he's the king (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna keep saying this there's no no one in this planet has a nickname like he does he's the king since gave it to himself and he deserves to be called a king come on man yeah i'm a jordan i mean jordan tried and true okay that's fine so who do you put jordan above him I mean, it's hard. Him you, can't really, you can't really ask me that because I'm a millennium baby. So. Yeah, you, you don't even know. I didn't. It doesn't count. I wouldn't count. I mean, I saw him with the Wizards. Yeah, that didn't count. Yeah. I so. mean, I was born in Chicago. I was, I was in. A, I was a teenager mm-hmm. in the '90s. Yeah. Uh, so watched every single game. Went to a bunch of games. <clears throat> and. It's just completely different, man. So if you go back and you watch the 92 or 93 Eastern Conference finals with Chicago and and, uh, New York, Mm -hmm. man, unlike any game, you could pick the best game from every season for the last five years and a game with... A game in that uh, with New York is a mm-hmm. hundred times better. Well, I'm sure because you guys are more ruggedy uh, back then, and uh, it's not as as messy. It's kind of you know, I say you get, soft a little bit. Oh, big time! Yeah, 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 and LeBron has complained a bunch about being fouled, and it's like that is why I hate watching basketball now. It's like if anyone drives for a layup, or you know, they're posting up. The slightest bit of a hand on a shoulder, on a hip, that stupid whistle. It's just it's just boring. Yeah. And the guys are doing a great job of taking advantage of the weak, soft calls. Yeah. Like James Harden is the goat when it comes to that. This oh, man. Scotty Pippen. Uh, Scotty Pippen said if James Harden wants to be considered one of the one of the best players, he has to up his defense to match his offense. <laughs> yeah. He was this close to say Steve Harden does not play defense, yeah, which true. he doesn't. 
Nah, he doesn't. He knows that too. Uh but yeah, that's uh all right, so where were we? We were back in youth, nineteen games, eighteen games. <clears throat> so then how are regular season games different than playoff games? Oh man. Like what would you say the biggest difference is? The biggest difference is obviously in the regular season game, you got next week and the week after that, and the week after that to, you know, get better and to get a chance to play again. The yeah. playoffs, you lose, you're gone, you're out, it's over with. You're not gonna get that 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 bonus check. It's done. You know? So all of the all of the talks from the from coaches are more urgent. Yeah, it's just more urgent. It's just it's it's a switch, like a light switch, like it's playoff time. Like we're playing for a dance Super Bowl ring. Yeah. You know? And the stakes are high. You know, there's you know, small errors. Like it's just more by that time, like week seventeen, I mean, after like week eighteen, week nineteen, like people like the level like is more tuned. Like the guys are just got their groove on. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everyone is 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 very tough. Yeah, playoffs, I, I can I can definitely feel a difference when I have my experience. Were the was the team? Did they have playoff experience? The team I like, played for, yeah, in Detroit. Uh, no. Like the players, were they pretty young and? No, they. I don't think Calvin Johnson. I don't think he. No, nah, he doesn't. Yes, I can count as many. So you guys were all pretty much on the same boat. You would say most of you were on the same boat as far. I as... I mean, those guys played for six, seven years in yeah. the NCAA playoffs. Um, they got really, they really got you know, I blessed that year, and um, went to the playoffs that year, and they, I think they're gone one time after okay. that. Were they? But it's hard making it, man. It's really hard making the playoffs. Not everybody makes it. Yeah. At least one team or two teams in each division gets a chance to make it to the playoffs. 16. Did you see, what was the weirdest um, superstition that you saw? The weirdest Like, were dudes that did just have to do the... Uh, a bunch the, of guys have their routines. Um, do you have one? I learned to get one. I, <laughs> when I was with the Detroit Lions my rookie year... I was the type of guy that would never warm up. Um, I would eat whatever the hell I want. I didn't care. Like if it was, I have a game at uh, f at one. I'm gonna probably have Popeyes at eleven, <laughs> and I'm chilling. And I get to the stadium around twelve, and I go in there and just put my clothes on and go on the field. <laughs> you know, so that's what my routine was. <laughs> what happens if you have to take a dump midway through a game? Oh man, you can't think about that. You got to hold that thing in. Or if you really do got to go, you got to make that embarrassing jog all the way to the end <laughs> to the tunnel and people will look at you like, what is he doing? He's got to, you know, so you limp a little. Yeah, yeah. Like, so just... you got to act like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, taking a dump, that's, that's tough. I've heard people, you know, shitting themselves and pissing themselves. Was I around it? No, but I heard people do that. That'd be hard to I hide, can't man. play. Those I are pretty can't. tight. I can't even. I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like even peeing in, in the pool. Even myself, I just can't. <laughs> if I'm in a football pass and I'm taking a piss of myself, I just can't do it. I'll be gross out. I know. I know football's a man's sport, but I'm just when it comes to just that. Hey, I'm not gonna suck it up. <laughs> just thinking of. Uh, yeah, how how tight those pants are, and if you uh, got to be tight, you want, you know, it's <clears> like uh, we're 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 
we're basically like track stars out there running. You yeah. don't want baggy stuff, you know. Yeah, there's nothing you can't hide. Nah, you just there's no hiding. So that's why we work out really hard in our in our in our in our glutes and our hamstrings and quads, so our legs look good in pants, so you won't get <laughs> made fun of or whatever. Who's your growing up? Who's who's the player you looked up to the most? I would say. Really good question. I liked a lot of guys. Um, really, my favorite guy I like is is Hakeem Talib. A lot of guys, I'm sure the football savvy guys would know who he is. Yeah. But um, people people are like, wow, why Hakeem Talib? Even though he has off field issues, he's a hothead, he's crazy and whatnot. Is because his style of play. I like the way he plays. A big body uh, cornerback that could play inside, outside, and, you know, he can play off-man, press coverage. And I just always kind of looked versatile. up. He's very versatile. I, I always looked up to him. You know, he was, he was a guy that a lot of people don't really look up to because, like I said, his off-field issues and whatnot. But yeah. I like the way he played on the field. Another guy, too, would be uh, Antonio Cromartie. Um, you know, he's a, a long, tall cornerback as well. And um, that's how I kind of resemble when I'm on the field with his height and weight. So guys like that, I really look up to, you know, the cliche thing of me will say Deion Sanders or, you know, Champ Bailey or guys like that. But so Talib, so Talib was a corner. So is that <clears throat> like you looked up to him because of that position or just overall, like just, you just, just wanted... because his body type is like the same as my body type. Okay. It sucks. I don't, like to see not say I don't like but just to see a cornerback that is five nine five ten and I try to go do what he does is not gonna work out because I'm six two two hundred you know so it's hard for me to like certain guys because I can't play like you I wish I can that's all I can do but I can't because I'm not as big as you yeah yeah or little as you I guess right so I like looking at guys that had my body type because if you can do that at a high level my body type that gives me confidence. Like, sure. yeah, I can do it too. You relate to it. Yeah, I relate to it. So you can relate key. to it and say, hey, I can, I can, it is possible for this to happen. Yeah. It is Those are the guys, yeah. Tony Cromarty and uh, Hakeem Tlaib. Uh, I like, you know, Richard Sherman and stuff like that too. And and um, I used to watch, you know, YouTube highlights of him. Yeah. And it was crazy. You know, I went and I got a chance to be in the same room as him. So, That's cool. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break to hear from a sponsor and we'll be right back when i needed updated content for my small business website i was worried because i didn't have a very large marketing budget but then i found carlos at cz media he gave me a budget-friendly quote and delivered the high quality content i was looking for i would recommend you check him out all of his information is in the show notes Okay, we're back. Those breaks are awfully quick. Yeah, that's a quick one after the break. So when did... So the season's over, and then they they tell you you got traded. Man, was that, that scary? was crazy. That was crazy. So um, I got back to my place. We uh, Actually, we had a meeting. We had a meeting? We were, yeah. 
we had training camp because everybody in the NFL, all teams got different time when they report for training camp. Yeah. So at that time, the Seahawks and a couple other teams already started training camp already. While us, we had a late uh, a report time, like end of July. So we had like a long vacation, do everyone do. So I got there and going through same procedure, you know, just welcome back. Hey, how you doing? What'd you do over the summer and whatnot? So it's going to do a normal day. I'm going to year two. I'm happy. You know, yeah. I'm feeling like I'm going to, you know, be that guy at, you know, because I trained so hard because now I want to be like a full time starter. Right. Now I don't want to be just coming in. So who was the starter? Um, at that time it was Sheen Mathis and Darius Slay. But um, Rasheem Mathis retired. OK. So going into year two, we have an open slot right there. Yeah. That, so we that had was your goal com- competition. Yeah, it was goal. So. Um. Yeah, so we reported, and we had like a little break time after we did our little physical and stuff like that. So I went back home, take take a little nap because I was just tired from the night before, and um, my phone was blowing up, but I was sleeping. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't really, I didn't, I was knocked out. Yeah, dreaming good, and I woke up and I saw a text on one of my uh friends that got drafted, and we went to the same college together. And he told me, um, the GM is looking for you. He's asking for it. I'm like, oh, shit. And when you have a GM looking for you, it's never a good <laughs> thing ever. It's so like, like, what did I do? It, you're going to get cut. Basically, that's what I thought. I'm like, yeah. I'm getting cut. Like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Right. I did well. They said I had um, a, like a C plus B minus type of grade throughout my rookie year. So I'm like, bro, like, can y'all give me a shot? Like, yeah. chance was going on. So... I didn't. I didn't talk to no one. I didn't. I, I didn't even reply him back. I was just like my heart was pounding. So right. I'm driving to the facility. I'm like, God. So I got all my stuff, my playbook, and just in case. So I went to the facility, and I went to the. Um, everyone's looking at me and whatnot, because I guess people knew before I even knew. So they're huh. looking at me. So I'm going up the stairs. Hit the la- Go up the stairs. Hit the elevator. Went in there. Solid GM, and he cutthroat. He broke it down to me. He was like, um, "We're trading you." I'm like what <laughs> yeah we're trading you he didn't even tell me the team at all like he just told me we're trading you mm. uh appreciate you for you know your off the field on the field um contribution at for us yeah uh good luck to you and i'm like okay dick so um i gotta talk to my head coach because i like my head coach jim caldwell i said his name a couple of times to the show but I, I really adore that guy he's a great coach and i'm happy that he's back in the coaching world but um he uh he talked to me. We had a nice little conversation. Also talked to one of my um, position coaches as well too. So we're yeah. talking and whatnot. And I asked him like, "Yeah, I'm getting traded and all. It's cool, but like, where am I going?" <laughs> That's that whole concept is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like, they were like, "Oh, you're getting traded to the uh, Seattle Seahawks." And I was like, "What? The Seattle Seahawks? I'm not gonna tell you right now what I said. It wasn't going to my head, but." When they told me that, I was like, oh, wow. So what's next? What I, What's going on? What do I do now? Yeah. They're like, you're flying out in like three hours. So go back home, grab things you need to grab, <laughs> and you're flying out. And I'm like, like right now, like what about my dog? Like What about my apartment and all that? They're so like, figure it they'll out. take care of it. I'm like, okay then. Well, thanks. Like who will take care of it? Well, what happened was, so I got traded. So I flew, went to Seattle. So I'm coming from Detroit to Seattle. 
time zone change, <clears throat> never been out to the West Coast, never heard of Seattle. Well, I kind of did, but the Space Needle, that's it. <laughs> and, and, and Sasquatch. So going out there, um, got picked up by the drivers out there in Seattle, rushed to the facility. They've already had like a week worth of training camp already. Yeah. So they've already been in the groove of Wait, things. Did a limo pick you up? Not with a limo. It was a, a Tahoe, all black. You know? But a team car. Yeah, a team car. So they picked me up. Drove me to the facility. They've already gone through the group of things. I haven't even started training camp yet. Yeah. So I got there, and they're telling me, okay, we need you to do this. And here's your locker. Here's your jersey number. Upstairs at the cafe. And get some food. Get ready to practice. And I'm like, holy like, shit. Like hours after you land? Yes. I'm like, holy shit. So it's like, <laughs> I got to go practice. Like, I didn't even. I'm like, whoa. So, of course, they took care of me the first day. Like, I didn't know shit because they already been there for a week yeah you know, they're getting ready for a preseason game right so i'm just trying to get acclimated as fast as possible and the nfl they don't really care like it's your job so when you go back home it's your job to like study this place and get it right and get right the next day because competition they'll get rid of me quick so like where did you sleep though just at a hotel oh, they, they put me in a hotel okay so they waited because the the team now that they have my rights my contract and everything and when you get traded in the nfl that team takes care of your moving expenses and stuff like that. Yeah. So they had like a moving truck, my car, ship, everything. They took care of everything. That is that's yeah. kind of That's cool. when you're traded though. When you're released, you're on your own. You're like yeah. you're sayonara. It's on you. <laughs> so I got traded. So I, I, they took care of me with that. Um, yeah. I had to do my job at finding a place and so forth and so forth. But why did... uh the, the question that I would have is how come your agent didn't call you and tell you? He did hit me up before the. Uh, well, he's kind of. He was kind of surprised too, in a way, I guess, because I remember he told me he had a conversation with the Seattle Seahawks because they're asking if he has any cornerbacks that he's, you know, um, with. Yeah. And he mentioned my name just to mention my name because he's like, yeah, that's all. Wait, guy. so someone from someone uh, hit up your so, agent. Yeah, but no, there wasn't asked for me particularly. They're at. My agent was trying to get our, one of us running backs uh, a, a, a sign, a job, because he was a free agent. Yeah. So he's trying to get him to go to Seattle and so forth and so forth. Teams were doing his job. But Seattle asked if he has any corners they're looking for, you know, because they want somebody to come so in. So is that where the interest started and for you? And that's when it started because they told me about, okay, I got, yeah, I got Mohamed Tisa. He's in Detroit right now. So they went in Detroit and they saw what I did. Yeah. They liked my size. And um, Detroit that year, 2015 they drafted two corners so it was competition so like making the team again was going to be tough again for me yeah but i had confidence in the world of myself so but them drafting those two corners from college they're fairly young i was young too but like they were draftees sure you know nfl is a business yeah if they you know invested in you they gotta see their investment yeah flourish and so is it so so kind of, it was kind of like set up in a way where I guess it was just a coincidence, I guess. And it, it made Detroit was like, okay, huh, if you guys are going to come after CSA and for a trade, okay, we'll do it. Because we already got two guys we got here anyway. So it was going to be kind of tough for him to make a team anyway. And okay. you guys said you need that position and you want, you know, so we, and you like his size. And the Detroit line didn't really know how to use me in right. a way because... They, they had me playing inside when I was in Detroit. 
but I came out of college playing inside and outside. I love playing outside, but now I can play either or. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate that Detroit put me inside, come to Seattle, they put me outside. I can play both. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, that's how the trade happened. So they traded gotcha. me, came over here, smooth sailing. I had a, you know, I hate being a new guy all over again because I was getting used to Detroit, the yeah. city, the team, everybody. And now they come to Seattle, don't know nobody, you know. I mean, I've heard of, the, like, you know, Russell Wilson and, Bobby Wagner and stuff like that, but I don't know him. No, I I wasn't there for a year with them, you know. Yeah. So, just like finding a place and. Did all. you get hazed? No, there I any... didn't. They only haze rookies, and I'm. Did not... you get hazed in Detroit? Oh yeah. Like what did yeah. they like make you? Oh man, I had do the to, laundry. No, I had to buy snacks every <laughs> at the end of the week for our uh, position room. Yeah. You know. For the, for the for training camp, so you like see. sunflower seeds, pistachios, uh, chips, gummy bear, you know stuff like that, just yeah. to you know. But they didn't like uh, do anything humiliating. No, <laughs> that was really it. I did. I, I had a cool. Make you wear your underwear outside your pants. No, nah, I mean I had I had a <laughs> we, we 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 had a cool veteran group. You know, they wasn't really focusing All on right. that type of. Well, things. that's good. So I kind of felt good with that. I mean, I had to, like, carry helmets and shoulder pads. And if they told me, well, I'm going to cut you in line for the food and cafe, I'm going to cut you in line, okay? <laughs> Nothing I can really do. Or if they want something on my plate, here you go, you can have it, you know? So okay. it's, like, things like that. So but I, I didn't have bad. to, like, sing or dance or so forth, like how other <laughs> people do, or throw them in a cold tub or tape them on the goalpost. Like, I didn't, it didn't. It wasn't like that. Extreme. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, So, so you... How many, how long, so you're, you're in Seattle. Do you feel, when did you start feeling comfortable? Um, It took about like two weeks really for me to feel comfortable there. And, um, but I was just in my, who play- did you, which player did you, uh, who befriended you first? Uh, it's, it's easy. Uh, I'll say, I mean, they were open, oh, everybody was talking to me. I mean, I just. <clears throat> Because usually when you in the football locker room is defense and offense, so you're really spending time with your side of the ball more than everything else. Yeah, you know, you come in, introduce yourself after the meetings. Guys come up and talk to you and stuff like that. So basically, the whole team was talking to me and whatnot. But if you know the relationship that I built was with basically my guys in my position, um, all the corners, all the safeties and whatnot. You know, so I was kind of you know close with them. Yeah, then. That's when you know uh, injuries happened with me. And so how how soon after? Uh, when I got there for two weeks, it was preseason time. I didn't play the first preseason game because I had a strain in my groin, and that was just because not an excuse, but just coming from the East Coast time and whatnot, and coming to the West, I had to adjust to the time zone. Yeah, uh, waking up early their time and to get my my body wasn't used to it. And I had to pick up where they left off. They had already been a week in the training camp. I am just starting, so these guys are already got the their legs under them and whatnot. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm tweaking my stuff. I'm trying to like I didn't even have time to drink water because I'm trying to find where to go to the meeting rooms, you know, find things. The facility is huge. Yeah, like I said, I'm a new guy, so I'm trying to get the playbook down and press these coaches and whatnot. So if for in Detroit, you went to school in Nebraska. Then you went to Detroit. Did you have, like, non-football friends in Detroit? The thing about it, when I knew some people that we had a couple of guys from Nebraska, alumni, and also, like, when 
that that rookie class that came in, it was like 14 of us. Yeah. Like we all came in together. We're all rookies. So we all had each other. We had dumb orientation means we have to do for rookies. You yeah. know, little seminars, stuff like that. So but we're always around have, with each other. But you didn't have non-football, like your, your, oh, your high school homies. Nah, I've never like been. just in, friends. I've never been in Detroit in my life. So I had to make friends as I so go. So everyone in your social circle was, was football athletes, related. Yeah. I, yeah, it was Athena. I had I had a, a cool relationship with my the leasing office guy uh, at my apartment I stayed at. <laughs> he was cool, you know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into get into that. You know, he kind of hooked me up with rent and all that. But um, yeah, he was cool. Okay. But um, that's one thing. Um, but you at least you had your Nebraska not, not, people at least. Yeah, yeah, something we had familiar. Two so when then when you're out here in Seattle, there's nothing familiar. I didn't know nobody. It's just you solo. Nobody played in Nebraska here. And the thing about it, it was cool because I was playing. So when I got on the field, I had to communicate and talk to the guys. I had to feel for things. You know, I kind of got to talk to them after after um, um practice. We still get to talk and hang out and whatnot. Yeah. So I got a chance to get to know the guys as well. But um, no, that must be tough. It's the, tough coming but it's, here and yeah. then not knowing anyone. And to me, it doesn't really bother me because I left home when I was seventeen years old. I went. First, I started off at University of Memphis, so I'm far from home. Then I went to Nebraska. That's far from home. Yeah. Then I went to Detroit. I'm always away from home. Like I can adapt to any environment sure. you put me in. It's just the way how football taught me. Because you're right. in a room with so many different backgrounds, and you have to communicate yeah. to work on a field. So you can throw me in. If they have a football team in Alaska, I'll be cool to people <laughs> out there. It don't matter. I'm. Uh, I love the show Ballers. Yeah. Did you watch Ballers? <laughs> yeah. And a couple of them have friends, right? High school friends that go with them and do stuff with them all the time. And it's, it sort of seems like they sort of help them. Not even not, not like an assistant or anything like that. But mm -hmm. again, just a little bit of an anchor in uh, in going to a new place. So I was, that's like, if you don't have that, I can just, in my own head, I'm thinking, man, that would be kind of weird. Like you're from one day, you're in Detroit. Then it's like, nope, you're off to Seattle. And then that's pretty much it. It's like overnight, it all happened. Yeah, I was alone <laughs> for a little bit. Then I had my brother. He came up. Oh, okay. And but he came up because I got injured and oh. I needed somebody to help me out because my first injury was my torn labor on my shoulder. So I was in the sling. I was drugged up. Yeah. You know. And so when was that? Was preseason game? Preseason game. Yeah. The so the first two first two games I didn't play, then the second. The third game, which is really the third and fourth game, are really important games. Yeah, to make the team and whatnot. So I had to like play. So I finally got healthy in my groin, and I played on um, the last preseason game against the Oakland Raiders, and um, everything was going smooth. Everything was going good. Playing football again, getting a group of things. I got in early in, in in the in the in the game, and there was just this one play that I'll probably never forget. It was about. 30 seconds left, and they took the game's over with. Oh. And it was in the end, uh, our end zone. They were driving in to score a touchdown. And I've already tweaked my shoulder in the game, but I didn't want to say anything because mm. I've already battled a groin, so I missed two games. And I was like, why am I just – it's weird because when I was in Detroit, I didn't get no nagging injuries, no nothing. Right. But when I came out here, it's just because the whole move, the whole – I have to like – I didn't even eat right or take care of my body yeah. because I was trying to pick up the playbook and trying to get as comfortable as fast as right. possible. 
and I don't know what it is. The air here is beautiful. It's great. But it's just like my muscles just like tightened. And I'm not, you know, giving excuses or not, but I'm just saying all that played in my well, mind. Well, no, I mean, there's a, I'm, I was, I'm probably the sport that I love the fourth is bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And bodybuilders, you know, they're, <clears throat> well, now they're getting to like 2% body fat, right? These dudes weigh 270 pounds at 2% body fat. And mm-hmm. a lot of the big guy, the big, the big names, the ones yeah. who have really created a, a, are, you know, have created some money for themselves in bodybuilding. Yeah. When they go to a show, they go to the city where the show is maybe a week before because they don't want to be on an airplane within two or three days of performing because all of that, like the stress of getting ready, the actual flight going different time zones. Yeah. It messes with your hormones. Okay. You get all of these hormone fluctuations, your muscles, they well, you get dehydrated. Makes right. Sense. So it messes with your, it messes with your, with your electrolyte, like it messes with everything. So these dudes, they'll like the ones, you know, in Vegas, that's the biggest, the Mr. Olympia, the big, the big dudes, the big names, they just move to Vegas because they know it's it's been pretty consistent that it's gonna the show's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. But the ones that don't live there, <clears throat> they go out, you know, a week before because they want their body to completely acclimate exactly. to that temperature. So I can that makes sense. I completely get that such an abrupt move. Yeah. And if you I mean, I'm not gonna say you didn't take care of yourself, but if you didn't realize that you needed to tweak it to compensate that you're you probably needed a little bit more time. Yeah, I needed more time. And like I said, it's a cutthroat business. Right. So I didn't have time to have time, if that makes sure. sense. So I sure. had to make a an impression quick, you know. So So when they trade was it when they traded you, was it like a trade trade or a provisional like was that even thing? Like it was a, a trade temporary trade. trade? No, it was a trade trade. Like they traded, they got my contract, everything had two so years. So you in essence, you were on the team. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was an investment because they traded for me, so right. I was going to be here. I had two years of my contract. So then, why did oh, that's weird? It's like, why wouldn't you? It's I know that's uh, again. I don't want to put a negative spin to this, but it just seems like if they did trade for you because they wanted you, a you know, a, some ramp up time mm-hmm. would have been. Yeah, but I had to show them something. They saw what I did in Detroit. Yeah. So they want to see what I can do in this scheme here. You know, see what I can do. See see if I can pick up a playbook fast. See if I can, you know, practice the way how they practice. Because it's totally different from Detroit and Seattle. Yeah. As you can, I mean, Seattle has a ring. Detroit doesn't. So the way they practice and do things is totally different. Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I just it's not excuses. Just it is what it is. Should, right. So basically the last play of the game, um, I kind of tweaked my shoulder from landing on it. This is this name of the game is football. It just shit happens. Yeah. So I could have went out the game and just probably just that's it. But I'm like, no. Nah, but you had to have been. I you would have had to have asked. And plus my adrenaline. Yeah, my adrenaline was running too. And I, it was a home game. You know, it's the first time these fans are seeing me you know, play. Yeah. So it was a big running back coming my way. And I'm like, damn, he's coming to the shoulder where my shoulders kind of like tweaked a little bit. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want him to score. So I'm going to go ahead and just hit him. So I went and hit him and he ran just right through my shoulder. 
and it was uh, already weak and tweaked anyway. Yeah. He ran right through it and just ripped. And you I, felt it right away. Yeah, I was done. When I felt that, I was like, yeah, this is something wrong. And I got um, basically a cart off to the field, and that was it. X-rays and MRIs. and On the cart? Yeah. You got it on the stretcher? Not the stretcher, but I mean like um, the – the little golf the, cart. Yeah, the golf cart. Did you wave to the people me. as you were? I put my there. thumbs up. You know, something you have to do. Let everybody know you you're alive. You flip them off? Like, <laughs> who, who did that? Cliff Averill? Not Earl no. Thomas. Was it Earl Thomas yeah, that Earl flipped Thomas. people off? That <laughs> got, yeah, he got hurt, yeah. But that was just him because of contract issues. I know. So when I saw him, when he was being carted off, and then he was flipping, I was like, who is he flipping? Like, the camera showed it for like yeah, yeah. a couple of seconds. But they didn't say anything about it until a little. I bit wasn't later. really surprised. I mean, if you kind of followed it, there was the tension going on between yeah. him and the front office. Right. So I wasn't surprised him doing that. It, it is kind of not professional. It's, yeah, it's not a professional. But I'm not surprised at that. <laughs> I, I kind of knew. Okay, he did it. Yeah. At the sidelines of the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. So, so they cart you off. Do they have X-ray and MRI machines? X-ray machines. X-ray, not yeah. an MRI. Well, they want to see if anything broke. Yeah, and nothing broke, and the next day they went. I got an MRI, took care of everything, and they saw those. Uh, my labrum was just completely gone. So you had to uh, have surgery to fix and it. Have, have have surgery to fix it, and they told me I was out for four to, four to six months. And oh, the NFL yeah. season's over with that. So they put me in IR, which is injured reserve. Yeah, you're still getting paid, and you're still around in a team, and you're still around them, and going to meetings. You know all that. You can type travel of thing. with the team. No, you can't travel, but you can go through the home games and support and whatnot. And like be on, be you're on basically, the sideline. You're basically still on a team, just not practicing. You're like LeBron when he got cramps and the next game he had to be on the sidelines with a, in a suit. Yeah, but this is a, a, a labrum though. So okay. it was no no suit or like that. But yeah, so I had to do that. Then came back after six months, got recovered. And um, I had one more year left of my contract. And another accident happened to our Mike Ely. From the get-go? Uh, so, so, yeah, as soon as I got cleared, a week later. That's when my Achilles snapped. Jesus. So that was over with. And that was nine to 12 months. So I'm out again. So usually NFL teams, when they see that, they're like, okay, we're going to give you an injury settlement and you're gone. But Seattle Seahawks, you know, they blessed me and put me in IR again, which means I'm getting paid still. Right. And they're taking care of rehab. I'm still around a team and so forth and so forth. Then at the end of the season of that 2006, 17 yeah i kind of knew my contract was up so do you have to resign me or not and but i got healthy but i wasn't 100 percent yet mentally it was more like it was basically mentally so i wasn't as fast how i used to when i was you know running i was running four threes but when i tore my achilles i'm like a four or five but that's because i didn't you know it takes a while because i had i was in the cast I was yeah boots so i lost my muscles in that left yeah. leg so I had to kind of like, you know, get back into it. And like I said, it's a cutthroat business. And they're not going to wait for you to get right. Yeah. So they didn't resign me, which I wasn't surprised. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. And But the only the thing I do, I, I can thank the, you know, Seattle Seahawks organization for taking care of me for two years. Sure. And paying for me and taking care of my rehab and allowing me to come to the games, being part of the team. Did you go to everyone? I went to every home game, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Once every home game, I was Did up. They let in, you I was up in the people? press press box. Could you have had a plus one? I had tickets to come to the game. <laughs> I did. I had tickets to come Why to the game. Why is it so expensive? I've only been to uh, one football game here. Yeah, CenturyLink. Yeah, 
it was two seasons, two, two or three seasons ago. Um, actually, they played Detroit first game of the playoffs. I bought tickets. Tickets were like 200 bucks. I was up in as very high as you could get, and it was freezing. It's playoffs. Everything, yeah, everything goes up. But it's playoffs. You you got to go to a game where they're playing a bunch. No, they're all that expensive. Oh, you can't get tickets. And that, that was two or three years ago. Now I don't think you can get tickets now for less than three hundred bucks. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. No. So I'll stay here and pay seventy bucks pay per view, <laughs> watch boxing, <laughs> sign up for zone. Yeah, you're watching boxing, spending seventy dollars, and yeah, you but, have a one round knockout. How does that make you feel? Uh, well, if it's a good knockout, then it's okay. Okay, I'm okay with that. A football game, you're guaranteed two and a half hours. Yeah, but only 60 minutes of actual playing. Yeah, true. <laughs> but if you're at the game, you're socializing. Not if it's freezing. Yeah. Well, Actually, we did socialize because the people in front of us gave my wife some uh, hand warmers, okay. those little packets that you break and yeah, they warm because we were up. just freezing. So, man, yeah, that's... Oh. You probably have been... A very, very angry man. I was depressed, and it wasn't hard not to be. Yeah. You know, like, I went from Detroit playing 18 games, having uh, my dreams coming true, coming to Seattle, which was uh, a good fit for me, and I felt like my career would have went off the roof coming out here Yeah, if I just did what I had to do. But... I just had devastating injuries and there were season ending injuries and Achilles could sometimes be a career ender, but um, I'm not, you know, like does the team have like nutritionists and trainers? Yeah, and- yeah they do. They, they have all that, but it, you can't control. I've been playing football for a very long time. So we yeah. don't know. There is the, it could be the wear and tear, yeah. but you know? can you get one-on-one attention? Yeah. Yeah. So like if you okay so like, if like you, there's like four or five trainers that they have and they each would like you know take care of you know a certain guy like my right. guy was CJ CJ took care of me they all did but CJ like specifically like was assigned to, to you like take care so of like you. if you came to him and you're like I mean let's just say that you come to him and you were like you know um, I want to get I want my first step to be fat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, then he'll customize something for you. I mean, yeah, that's what he went to school for. To do that. Okay. Yeah, so so he, all you got to do is just show up on time, and they'll give you work, and you'll get right. You know, try to get you back as fast as possible and as the best as you've been before. before you yeah. Know? So they did that. I mean, they did that for me. It's just like they didn't, they, they didn't resign me for another year so I can showcase my skills from, sure. back from Achilles. So your rookie contract was three years. Yeah. And then when you got traded, so the Hawks two, basically took it. Took two years. And yeah. had to, well, because I mean, you you would have had to have gotten paid anyway, wouldn't you? Well, if I was healthy and I was playing my three years, uh-huh. they would have to resign me for. Oh, a but they're not guaranteed. Yeah, not guaranteed. But gotcha. I was gonna <clears throat> ball out and get paid. <laughs> so that was the name. That was the so how are you such a happy guy? I mean, we've hung yeah. out for a little bit. You're smiling. You crack jokes. I mean, it's... How are you or not always with a bottle of vodka in your hand? <laughs> At one point, like I said, I had a depressed stage of my life because when that Achilles tear, yeah. it, it wasn't a sling no more. It was my foot. Like, yeah. I was in a boot. I mean, I you're host. Yeah, I couldn't drive. I couldn't go out 
to the nice, beautiful club scenes we have out here. Mm. And, and I could have just put like a Gucci sign on your cast <laughs> or a Supreme sticker on <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't really be socializing one. And when I got hurt, it was a, it was the, 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 the rainy season out here in Seattle. So oh. it was always cloudy and moody. And like I said, I didn't really, I have friends out here on the team, but like they are traveling to yeah, games and busy. whatnot. They're busy. Yeah. So I'm kind of alone again. And I didn't, I didn't have much non-athlete friends out here. Yeah. So I had to like make them as I'm limping around here on my boot, you know, and right. going to restaurants or, you know, stuff like that. And that's how, you know, meet people and whatnot. But, um, yeah. How come like, any of your, uh, well, I guess this is a good, I don't know if this is a good question or not. So your, your homies from high school, yeah. like your boys from always, uh-huh. uh, like they, like no one like came out here and I had, no, I had my homies come out here, but it's like, they're here for a weekend. What is that gonna really? Yeah, it's gonna make my spirits up and happy and whatnot. Yeah, but I'm not gonna go to a club with a boot on. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You get sympathy. You do get sympathy. Actually, I lied. I did once to the club with a boot vagina. on. I did one. <laughs> I did once to the club with a boot on. I was actually out a lot for a guy that had a boot on because I at that point I kind of knew I wasn't gonna be back yeah. in Seattle, so I was just like living life and just. You know, it is what it is. I can't just just pout about it. I had my three months of pouting. After that, you kind of get bored of pouting. Right. So well, now, you're not getting anywhere. Yeah, you're not getting anywhere. So now I'm like, okay, let me get healthy. They're taking care of my rehab. All I got to do is go there for two hours, get my rehab, and I have the whole freaking day to myself. I'm yeah. still getting paid. So it's like, I got to do something. So when, the, and when it's away games, I'm flying out too. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to... Arizona, I'm going to LA. I'm just living life. Yeah. You know, not thinking about it. And um, but when it's time to work and get my rehab, my foot back, yeah, I'm working. But you know. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just all it, it, it's friends, family, and people that were in my life, my circle, you know, kind of lifted me. They remind me all the time that bro, like you kind of beat the the odds, the statistics, you know, only one yeah. percent people make it to this professional. Like you are playing with less a, than that. Yeah, you're playing with a top doll. You did yeah. it for 18 games. Right now, you know, you have a, a two major setbacks. You know, maybe you have something else in life for you, but we don't know that yet. But, um, but yeah, I just keep my head up, and um, I still believe I can play. Well, I think that's what. Uh, well, what do I know? I mean, I'm not saying this by experience at all. I'm just saying it from. From what I've read, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that really focused determined people who have the because there's there's a difference between having the genetics to do something right. You know, you have great genetics, but then being able to get that genetics and maximize it to the best and actually make it work for you and do what you can with that's a completely different thing. Yeah, like I'm really like it, it just amazes me, kind of give me like cold chills, like. Like I said, when I was playing football, I would never, ever think about being hurt or nothing like that. And I've yeah. never got hurt well, before. You can't play that way. You can't play that way. But again, I never got hurt before. Yeah. So I'm playing just carefree, just playing football. Nothing worries. I'm not nervous. I'm not stressed. Nothing at all. Nothing in the back of my mind. Right. And it's like when I tore my Achilles, I tore my Achilles back pulling, which I do all my life. Yeah, well, I mean, and, that's, your, that's the first thing you yeah, do, right? So like the whole mental thing. Like I didn't realize how important it is to just, like you have to be mentally strong coming out of an injury. Yeah. Yeah. And I swear I, I was a mentally strong person. I swear I, I thought I was, you know, sure. I thought until I, adversity hit and it's like, wow, 
I would say it out loud to myself, like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, I'm good. Then when I go on the field, it will be a habit where I don't even notice, kind of get in details. I'll be a right corner, and I'm backpedaling, and I, there's a certain angle a receiver cuts, and I have to break on my left where, where my Achilles injury was. Yeah. But I would take that extra step and do the right. Right. And I wouldn't get there in time. Yeah. It would yeah. be things like that. Well, you're, I mean, you're compensating. Very, very much. And that's when I was like, yo, but that is like, I tell, I'm like, yo, like I watch film. I'm like, why am I doing that? I'm not even trying to do that. It just happens. Self-preservation. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's crazy, man. But like now I'm very like all into the whole positive energy and faith and all that type of things. And, and I'm working on it every single day. Like yeah. I'll have my moments, but I'm working on it every single day. Yeah, no, follow him on social media and you're not going to see douchebag posts that a ton of other people do. You're uh, actually gonna see uh content of yeah, your work. It's very, yeah, you definitely gotta I always say like follow, <laughs> follow the journey, you know, smooth C S M O O V E underscore C S A Y. Yeah, post that we'll post it. We'll post it. I'm kinda new to the IG world too. I'm kinda new. Um, but yeah, I had it for about three, four months. So go ahead and follow me, man. Yeah. And I, so lately I've been, I go through these phases where I follow a bunch of people, but then I get sick of them. And then I unfollow because like, I only want to look at things that provide some sort of benefit to me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and as far as athletes go, there's only a handful yeah. that are good mm -hmm. i mean bud crawford is one of them yeah i is. follow his ig He's like nice. his is his is all work family like he he he, he shows that and you are with your your drills like that's pretty consistent of mm -hmm. the drills and i i love i love watching those and i follow a couple other boxing guys that like leo santa cruz is pretty focused yeah. but the my my whole point of saying that was that if you are capable of even getting on a team right like you if you have that mm -hmm. that level of determination motivation physical ability gifts all of that yeah and then you have this this setback i think that what puts you over and what solidifies all of that all of those uh successes that you've had is to come back yeah, it's a comeback. And it's sure. unfortunate. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say unfortunate, but when you when you hear about uh, people that do get hurt and they just don't come back, it's like you were probably just running on on um, just uh, talent. Yeah, just talent yeah. and not work. Oh yeah, for sure. I learned, like I said, when I was in Detroit, I had no warm up. I didn't yeah. eat right. I had I bought before the game. Like, I didn't. It's not. I didn't care. It's just I was, I was doing that in college. Yeah. I was eating whatever and just playing and doing well. <clears throat> so now, like, in my first rookie year, I didn't, I, I didn't, like, I didn't get hurt, which was, you know, great. But it's just, it kind of caught up to me, yeah. I, I guess I can say. And um, now I've learned how to take care of myself. Like, I am probably. See, I mean, that's, an, that's another thing is, you, well, just hearing you, because we'll talk about where you are at now. Mm -hmm. But to be able to have gone through those issues and then to have not only come up with a plan, you know, you know, with your team, with your doctors, but then to execute that plan to actually get back to being healthy. Because a lot of, you know, like, well, I'll, I'll 
turn this back around to me. I'm no athlete. I'm super fat. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what I have to do. Every time I eat something that I shouldn't, I 100% am cognizant that I shouldn't eat it, but I do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it doesn't matter that I have all of this, this, this knowledge or the awareness. I don't want to say knowledge, awareness that I shouldn't Mm -hmm. like every time I, throw because i'm on the second story sort of the studio sort of on the side but when i to uh throw my garbage out i have to walk down 77 steps (laughs) is it literally 70 it is but sometimes and you're breathing really hard oh yeah okay so it's like i don't want to carry the garbage bag down so i just throw it over my balcony that's definitely a... I throw the bag over so that I don't have to carry it down. <laughs> oh, that way I can just oh. leisurely just walk down. There's never been an accident where the bag just rip up and no, all. No, but what happens is that sometimes I throw it over and I forget about it. And then the squirrels and crows get it. Oh, my So God. then I have to go down there and spend like 10 minutes cleaning up. So cleaning now up the your mess. neighbors are going to hear this and they know it's you. <laughs> like there's a bag of garbage on my patio right now. But I didn't want to throw it down because I didn't want to walk down the steps. See, like there's that. Yeah, there's that. But I completely am aware mm-hmm. that that I have these issues. So where where are you at right now, uh, health wise? I'm a million percent great. Infinity, You're good. You know, um, I'm trying to match my mind with my body because like mind mm-hmm. is like confident, like ready. But like it'll be like my body sometimes not matching the same intensity, like focus. Hmm. So I'm really trying to work with that. I know it's in tune, but I got to work on that more. But everybody has to work on that. Sure. Do you go to any like sports since you went, since you majored in psychology? Do you go to any sports psychologists or? No, I don't. Um, It's weird. They say that's a really good thing to do. It is a really good thing to do. I don't. Yeah, I I can't knock because I haven't tried it. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like I can just. Because you're different. I mean, we were, we talked about this already, that uh, people who can make it, we'll just stick to the NFL. Mm-hmm. People who can actually make it to the NFL is less than 1%. And we're, we'll just talk about the population of the United States. It's like way less yeah. than 1%. So you're different, yeah. right? <laughs> you're not a normal person. Yeah. So you, I, don't, I don't think that uh, that allows for normal thinking. So... A yeah. sports psychologist can just uh, give you insight on how to assess things by the book, given the uh, how high you are on that yeah. percentile. I'm already high, like already been there, you know. So yeah. it's like I'm going through experience with everyday like adversity, you know. So I just like I said, I, I can't like I said, I can't knock it. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll try one day. Who knows? But I try a lot of things. I'm just up for trying things. I know for whatever uh, it makes me get better. I know a therapist who works with. She does mostly boxing. She uses boxing as a as a tool for it. Mm-hmm. But that might it would be it would be interesting. Like if you did one session and just see if you got anything out of it. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh, yeah, I should probably yeah. Let me know. Like I said, I'm down to try whatever. It takes to get my mind and body right so I can go back to playing the game that I love so much. So you train a ton. What's the what's your goal right now? Like as of April 2019? Well, I did a couple of leagues. I I was in the Alliance American Football League for a brief time. Um, That folded. Um, 
then I was I went to the Spring League okay. in Austin, Texas to get film. Um so to get film that means of just, just to highlight get some, real like footage of me like okay, it's been a while since I played football. Yeah. Since 2017. So now it's like okay, is does he still have it? You know, so I got okay. so I got to show did you get that? Did you get that film? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got film. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get that edited. You know, if you want to help me with that. <laughs> but um, who shot it? It was it's through this app called like DV Sports 360. It's basically where um, the film guys, I don't know, some film guy. So the people that arranged this event mm-hmm. did the filming. Yeah, they had a team. Like a oh, okay. Team. So yeah. like, you're this is like it's a legit. It's like developmental real. league. Yeah, okay. it's legit. You gotcha. know, guys got signed off of it. In okay. the NFL, CFL, oh, okay. understood, and stuff like that. I, when you mentioned it before, I thought that you meant someone was like on their phone recording. No, 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 it. no, 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 no. You're talking. It's actually a developmental league just to gotcha. get back in the game. Okay, yeah. There's so many that. routes you can do to get back into the game of football. Yeah, the NFL will find you if you are a Division three player or even crazy story, guys from international like Europe or Australia, whatever the case may be, or yeah. nowadays YouTube sensation. You do something crazy on crazy? YouTube, you might even get a shot, you know? So it is, it, they'll find you. Talent will find you. There's so many scouts all over the U.S. or all over the world now Yeah, that will, they see talent, they'll present it to whoever, and you get a workout or you yeah. get signed. So, so, my that's- t- so me being a former player, I've been in the league. So I'm not like a newbie. It's just, sure. it's just been a while since I played. So yeah. I have to get some recent tape of me. Okay, he is still the player he is. So let's go ahead and give him a shot. You know? Do you did you like the footage they got of you? Yeah, it was just it was it was a like I said, a developmental league. It was two week span, so everything was going fast. Sure, but it's an opportunity. Right I, at this point, I don't care. I just want an opportunity. You know. So, uh, yeah. So what's next for me is is I'm. My agent will, you know, do his part now, um, kind of talk to teams and scouts. Direct. If you could go anywhere, where would you go? Ah, that question. Uh, that's a good question. Stay here. Um, <laughs> I don't think they have I any would, money, though. They I would. <laughs> I would. I'm, I play for cheap. I don't care. <laughs> but I would love to um, finish where I started, which would be here. But like I said, um, I'm in a position where I have no, I can't choose. Beggars can't be it's choosers. Like, yeah, it's like. I'll play anywhere to play this game one more time and i will play this game different if i get a second shot how so just the way what i've learned taking care of my body just be more in um, tune with that be more in tune to my body and 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 just like just don't be just an athlete you know just use your platform and do things to you know help others yeah you know so that's one thing that i'll do definitely for sure when I, if I have my second chance. So where would it be? Um, I like to say, because I did a, a, a bunch of community stuff when I was in Detroit, and I did help out with guys with their uh, community work out here as well yeah. and, you know, their fundraising, stuff like that. But I want to be able to, like, kind of do my own thing, you know, have, have camps. Um, I'm a huge – I love to work out. I love to do, the, like, things like yoga, Pilates, um you know, things like that, swim, stuff like that. So I would love to have like a camp for the youth to just be with a guy that knows, like train with a, a professional player, basically. So and kudos to me for not throwing a swimming joke out there. Yeah, yeah, good one, good one. <laughs> good one. 
I'm like the I'm the different breed, and I I, I got a chance to 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 learn that 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 trait at a at a at a young age. What if they What if you get to um the Browns? I, like I said, I don't care where I play at. <laughs> I just want to play football again. I want to go back. They were the to ones that. who were zero and sixteen, right? Or is that the Bengals? No, they were the zero and sixteen team. The Browns? Yeah, they were. The Browns. But they should. They, they they're gonna be good this year. They won two or three games last season. Like, yeah, about I think four. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> but they they're gonna be better. It's the only way we can go up is to improve. You know, so they'll be better. But like, yeah, I love to play anywhere or any team. Like, I just want to play football again and have my story continue and yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be you know defined by my injuries sure so well i mean everyone's had injuries jordan was out for a year when he broke his ankle early in his career mm-hmm. uh, kobe had he tore the achilles yeah but that's towards the end of his prime though but uh he still won a ring though after that oh did he okay <clears throat> i think he did mm-hmm. it's like yeah he 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 did come back and do really well. So it's, uh, again, it's those, if anyone, ha- I think just by, from what I know of you and what I see and what you're promoting of yourself, like th- it should happen. Like there's yeah, no, I have faith. And as long as you got people like, you have a backbone like my agent, cause it's really important. Like you and your agent got to work hand to hand. Yeah. I'm the product and I got to give you a good product to sell. Sure. So I got to do my thing and what makes his job a lot easier. So um, we're working together. You know, it's not hard. It's not easy to be the agent. Like, you don't, it's hard to just call all 32 teams, try to sell the product you have. Then they're coming with you with like, oh, well, he's done a, he's bought a turn certain age. Um, he had two devastating injuries. Like, does he still have it? You yeah. know, stuff like that. Oh, we'll put him on the side because we have these young guys that's coming in the draft, 22, 23 years old. But I, I guarantee like they don't have the, the, they don't, have, it's just, I'm just a different player. I'm just a different player, different animal. And the path that I went through that version that I had is going to make me one hell of a player. How, since I do love ballers, what's the agent's name? Because The Rock and the other dude aren't agents. They're money managers. Yeah, finance, yeah. It's the other dude. Oh, wow. That's so curious. That's so neat. I want a f- agent that's a f- I want a friend that's an agent. I thought I wanted to be an agent for a bit. Yeah. I consider going to law school. Oh, really? I mean, <clears throat> if you like that type of thing, it's cool. You get to be in war rooms and negotiate contracts and talk shit, and you get to fly everywhere and... You know, yeah, it, you know, being an agent is cool. You get three percent of whatever your person makes. That that's, seems good. That's great. I bet Russell's agent is yeah, looking get, at a couple Bugattis right now. He's good. He said Russell. <laughs> they, he said. 3% well, thank of you that. so much for your time, Mo. I greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, I I thought that this was going to be a super short show, but we we did a good job. We end up rambling our mouths. We did, you know that, and that's okay. It I I think that. That's what my that's what the audience likes, I think, because uh, I get I get quote sometimes when I ramble I say just really weird things, mm-hmm. which is so funny because then when I'm either at the gym or friends come over they'll quote me back to me yeah which that's when you know you've made it is when people quote oh, you back to yourself you're big time yeah 
Like uh, I, I now I know what Arnold feels like when people just come up to him and say, "I'll be back." <laughs> That's me. I'll be back. That's me. But no, thank you for being on. I will put all of your links. We have. I want we people should follow you on Instagram for that motivation, and then just now that you know some of his backstory as you go through the content that he posts, you know, the, the, just think of all of the work that it took to get back there. Yeah. And then, Hey, and you get, and some of the, you know, you can like, you know, kind of live through me. I mean, I, I, I'm here just to motivate people in general with your, your, you don't gotta be an athlete to follow me, you know, just, I'm just trying to bring positive energy and who doesn't want positive energy quotes or, or me wake, waking up early morning working out and, and grinding and see a nice, handsome African-American <laughs> trying, to make it, <laughs> trying to make it in this world, you know? So just follow, follow the journey, man. Just follow the journey. <laughs> we will. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Listen on the website. There's going to be links. Oh, uh, I also have a line of merch, Mo. What? What you got? I got I got Supreme? Almost. <laughs> I've got t-shirts. I got a coffee mug. I have all sizes. I have women's t-shirts too. Okay. So look at that link. Uh look at the link that I'll post in there. So get some merch. Some merch. <laughs> like if you don't want to donate flat out, just get get, get a t-shirt. Merch. Get some merch. My t-shirt is cool. It says uh it says hello everybody in the front. With an exclamation point in, in supreme font. A supreme font. Yeah. So that's probably like a thousand dollars. No, cheap. It's like 25 bucks. 25 bucks. I'm economical. Okay. All right. Thank you for being on. And we will we'll stay tuned for the next show. Thank you. <laughs>